You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland football show. I'm Scott Pike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. I'd like to welcome this week's special guest. I've been trying to get you on for ages now. I've finally got you. It's a pleasure to welcome the Coastside Athletic Manager, Bailey Hanlon. Bailey, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your invite. Um, no worries, I, first pleasure. time I've done something like this, so just keep me right. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. Obviously, like... The past couple of months, I've been trying to get you on, talk about obviously, because yeah, I think you're, you're in a kind of unique position. Obviously, you're the youngest manager in the West by quite a considerable margin as well. But you're also one of the only two managers so far this season to have a 100% winning record. Just talk about the season so far and how it's went and just settling in, getting a kind of summer under your belt. How's it been, kind of, this, the start so far this season? It's been good. I, I, I can't lie. Um... If you'd have said seven games in, would have been unbeaten. I, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you, to be fair, at the start of the year. Um, but boys have been great. They've been really kind of receptive to everything we're trying to do. Um, so I, I can't I can't complain. We've, uh, obviously, we've been ran close a few games. Had to kind of ride a luck at times, um, particularly a couple of weeks ago against Threve. Um, but overall, it's been a really, really good start to the season. See, obviously, getting into Coast obviously, you took the job as it kind of the start of, start of the year. Kind of th- like when you took the job, what was it about Coast And obviously, from their perspective as well, like taking a gamble and something like yourself that is very young. How did it kind of come together? I'm, I'm quite interested to know how the how you ended up taking the Coast job and what how they ended up kind of going for you. Aye, so um, I was in last year um, with a previous manager. I was just doing a wee bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Initially, just came in to do kind of wee bits with boys one to one or wee small group kind of things, um, and then as that season progressed, they asked me to be his assistant, um, and then Davey decided in about February time that he was going to take a step back at the end of last season, um, and he said, "Look, I think I think you should do it," and I was like, "Nah, I just I I, I just didn't fancy it at first thought," um, and I actually tried to get another couple of people in. Um, like the club were good, were great. They said like we're not going to hire just any random. Like we'll leave it to you. You can bring in anyone you know, or you can kind of keep it internal. Um, so I did try that at first, and the longer it went on, and I, the, the guy I wanted in was unsuccessful. I didn't, I didn't, didn't get it. Um, didn't get him. Sorry. And then the longer it went on, I was like, oh, do you know what? I might just try it. Uh, I'd spoke to a few people, and they said, look, just go for it. The worst that happens is, is, is you fail and you kind of you just you see how things go. But uh, I so far it's went it's went all right. So I can't I can't complain. Brilliant. What's it been like? Obviously, like getting into that because it's obviously a it must be kind of puzzling at first when you make that big step up. But how how's it been? How you kind of settled into it? And what's what's the kind of what's the players been like with you? What's other coaches around the league been with been like with you as well? It's been good. I it's been good. Um, as I say, I wasn't sure at first how, particularly how the players would react. Um, obviously, when kind of told them at the end of last season, 
some of the boys from then have moved on and we've got we've got new boys in. Um and even the boys that have come in over summer have been brilliant. Uh some of them obviously a wee bit older than myself, um, which I'm sure is maybe a bit weird for them at first, but uh they've kind of I think I think they've got used to it. I, I think I'm quite lucky that we've got like my assistant manager Drew um is a wee bit older than myself, so a bit more experienced and mm-hmm. and I have a manager in the league been brand new as well. Um been really, really good. So I it's all going it's all going all right so far. Brilliant. See, obviously, as well, like the, the fourth division, obviously, it's a new league. There was getting into a kind of new surroundings, six new teams going into it this year. What's that been like as well? Like the club obviously have ambition. There's no doubt about that. You can see just with the players have brought in and obviously the position they're in right now. What was what's that like as well? That all these new clubs kind of coming through amateurs like where Kosaith have came from. How's that can all work this so far this season? It's been really exciting to be fair, really, really good. Um I, obviously, we were in the league last year when it was in its kind of development phase, and um, obviously Finat won that, um, and they went up. And then we heard there was new entries coming in, um, and we were just kind of waiting to see what it's been like. But the ones that we've played so far, particularly Thrive, um, obviously West Park came in for the amateur setup, mm-hmm. uh, been really, really good. So I think it's been a kind of great addition to the league. Um, standards really good, and obviously we'll just see. I think I think it's three that go up. Yeah. This year, um, and I think maybe six come down for for Div Three. So it'll be interesting to kind of see wherever they ends up at the end of the year. But I think all of the teams in this in Division Four have all got the same ambition. Eventually, is is to get promoted. Um, that's certainly our ambition. And and I would just kind of I think that's that's certainly our aim. We're confident that we can do that. But obviously, we know how difficult it's going to be with it with the standard that we've got against us. Right, Bailey, before we get into talking about the action over the weekend, I kind of want to bring up something that caught my eye on kind of social media over the weekend. Now, a lot of clubs took to social media to talk about certain refereeing decisions that didn't go their way. Now, I think I don't want to be too critical and have go too far on this because I know that a lot of the clubs watch it that probably have been doing this over the weekend and I don't agree with what they've done, but I certainly don't want to start a big scene about it. But I'm just going to say... The problem with referees in the West in particular, and this is the same for the East, the South, the, the Lowland League, the amateurs, there's, I'm very critical of referees. I, for, I, I think the standard in the Scotland is not good. I even think it's not good at, at professional level. With this thing of social media, though, if, you are, if you're a club account and you're taking to your own social media to just constantly talk about how you've been cheated out again because you're a referee, I think you run a big risk of putting referees off staying in the game, but you also run a big risk of, like to, like today, for example, when you're trying to get through the results or something like this, you're having to get through nine or ten tweets regarding referees and saying they've been cheated out of a game before you actually see what the result was. That, to me, is a potential problem. I think clubs need to be a bit more professional on that. I don't know what you're taking that as, but that's certainly how I feel about it just now. I not like I completely agree. I think obviously I've seen a lot over the weekend um, on the Twitter about a couple of, couple of decisions that didn't go teams' way, and and as it it's always difficult. Um, I think maybe what what we've got the benefit of as Kilsyth is that we're we're such a small staff that if somebody put something dodgy on the social media that wasn't appropriate, like I could say, look, by the way, maybe that's yeah. probably not the best thing to to have out there. Um, other clubs obviously run different. They have dedicated social media teams or or guys that do that. Um, 
I think it's difficult, as you, as you said, that the standard refereeing isn't brilliant uh, across the board. Um, I think the ones that I kind of got on better with and the ones that I prefer are the guys that can communicate with you mm-hmm. um, and communicate with the players on the pitch. And you're not going to agree with every decision they make, but as long as they kind of explain it and see, uh, I've seen it for this angle and it looked like this, and then you don't mind that. Um, I think, obviously, the, the associations are trying to get young referees in. And I think that is kind of, particularly at community level, I, I work in community football, so I see it a lot, is uh, the communication for young referees um, is obviously a wee bit less. And I think that's kind of what gets coaches and managers a bit frustrated when the guys just don't want to engage with them at the side of the pitch. Um, and I suppose referees will say, I don't need to engage with you, it's my decision, and you need to go on with it, which, which is, is fair. Um, but I think it always makes it easier if if you can just have that two-way communication and he can explain what he's seen, he or she, sorry, can can explain what they've seen. And but as I said, you might not agree with it, but that's just, that's the way it is. And that, yeah, I think that's, I agree with you on the point about the referees that communicate, certainly you'll feel a bit more, you'll, you'll feel that you can go to them a bit more and kind of get a proper explanation. Because I think, I don't want to say that referees don't deserve any criticism. They absolutely, if they get a decision wrong, they should be questioned why they they've got it wrong. I don't disagree yeah. with that. But what I'm what my position on this is, I get like managers in the side of the park are going to if they don't like a decision, they're going to disagree with it. They're going to shout. They're going to get hyper. Same with folk in, the, folk in the terraces. I get all that. I think with social media though, you're running a big risk because we have this direct platform now that most of these referees will probably be on as well. You're going into personal abuse. You're going into potential making it really difficult for these people to kind of have a life without getting. And that's the same for like let you and I are probably as, uh, see that as well. Like if if we don't if we if I put something up people don't agree with, I'll get some stack for it. Yeah. If people don't like that, you not your team not getting results. For example, you're open up to that as well. But there's got to be. And that is the thing I think with social media that I think is dangerous for football. People now have that platform to make make things difficult for other people. I don't think the clubs should be doing that. I think the clubs should be doing everything to avoid that. Have your personal opinions. Don't use your club's platform to do that. Aye. No, I think I completely agree. Um, I think clubs should be doing kind of everything to discourage mm-hmm. abuse and, and particularly anything personal. Uh, for referees I think also the, an issue with social media is, is that it stays there forever yeah or like no matter you could delete it a minute later after you tweeted it but somebody might have screenshotted it and that's it it's out there for good um, it's, it's different in person but if you put it online then you need to kind of be held accountable for, for what you've said because there'll be proof of it somewhere mm-hmm. and that's a good example as well with the, the Coburnley thing over the week as well they, they've obviously come under a lot of attention for their, their some of their fans behaviour with that as well, Coburnley came out during the week and made a great statement. They basically said, we need to put a stop to this. Yeah, we are The club are in danger of pulling out of the West because of that. That is a message. They're sending a message to those, I'm going to say fans, but they're not really, because if you're willing to do that and put your club under scrutiny, you're not a fan of the football club. But you've got the loyal fan base who are there basically every week putting their heart and soul into it. You've got a great committee, a great management team, great players. That spoils it for everybody. With some of those clubs, with those clubs, they're basically representing their whole committee. And I know for a fact that some of those clubs will be 
their committees will be raging with a social media team doing that. So that would be my my take on it is, and I don't I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's just something that caught my eye over the weekend. That I think we need to kind of get away from. Aye, no, absolutely, completely agree. Completely we'll, agree. We'll get into the action over the weekend. There's a lot of action to go through the Premier Division. Darvel five, true now. Let's start with Darvel. Another clinical performance by a really a really impressive team. They've now went top of the league joint with Cumnock. The, we've spoke for weeks about Darvel's squad depth and things like that as well. Jamie Glasgow coming in, Thomas Riley from Kelty, the, the boy, uh, the boy, what is it, what from Rob Roy as well. They are stacked in all those areas, but again, they're getting the job done on the part. Alan McKenzie on our goal, Jamie Glasgow coming in to Ock and Let scoring two, I think he had a couple in the, the cup as well. They are, they're just, they're beginning to collect Darvel and they're beginning, they're, they're taking goals off teams and Trun. I watched Trun a couple of weeks ago. I was impressed with them. I thought they were very workmanlike. I thought they were very hard to beat. For Darvel to beat them five now suggests that Darvel just have a lot, a lot to offer at the top of that table. I I think obviously it's it's well documented how strong they are. Um, you see things on Twitter all the time about how much money they spend and whatever. But listen, on the pitch, that's all that matters, and they they get the job done usually. Um, obviously, they were unlucky not to go up last year. Um, which, I, again, I don't agree with. I think if you win the league, you, you need to go up yeah. straight away. I think that's the only reason a pyramid works. Um, but obviously the current situation is they need to go into a, a kind of playoff with, with a couple of other teams. Um, but I, as you say, five goals, is, uh, that, that, that says a lot. I think they've got a really strong team. I've seen Mick Kennedy tweet the other day, I think something they said about squad depth. And I think he replied saying they've maybe only got 18 to 20 mm -hmm signed players but when you look at the quality of the 18 yeah. or 20 boys it's it's crazy I, I worked at Falkirk when, when Ian McShane was there mm -hmm. and that was championship uh, obviously he's won he's won things with St Mirren and Ross County and now he's playing in the Premier Division so they've, they've got ridiculous quality um, not just in their first 11 but the guys coming off the side are, are just as good and that's the thing as well well it likes a Darvel you've got just off the top of my head you've got likes as you say Ian McShane if Ian McShane's injured, you've got Lisa Thomas Riley in there. You can, Jamie Glasgow's injured, Lewis Morrison can come in. That a lot of teams in the West would kill for that, and Aye. it just shows you just then. And we you may obviously know, but as we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, will you be able to keep all the players happy? Now I've been at Darvel how many times? There's one thing in that squad is togetherness, and I think Max implemented that. So it's a real good atmosphere at the club, but. They are winning. They're winning games. They're going. They're they're in the next round of the Scottish Cup. They're they're going for the Junior Cup. They're going for a successful season, and yeah. it shows you they're just they're going for it in every capacity, and they've got the squad to do it. Aye, listen, absolutely, all, all the best to them. I hope they, I hope they compete on all fronts for as long as they as long as they possibly can. I think obviously they've got they've got Talbot in the Junior Cup. Yeah, um, coming up, I think in a few weeks, and mm -hmm. um, obviously I was at the the St. Jenna game in the Scottish Cup. Uh, no, sorry, that was Steve. I think I'm, I'm getting mixed up. I think I'm sure. It, no, do you know what it was? I watched them against. Uh, it was at Oakview. They played Stenhouse Muir in a pre-season friendly. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Um, and all, it was pre-season. Listen, you can only take so much for that. But um, they bet they bet Stenhouse Muir two one. Who obviously a League Two club, a couple of divisions above. But Darville, it wasn't a wasn't a smashing grab. They were they were probably the better team. Um, and obviously, as I said, it's a friendly. People might not have been playing and people might have been resting and whatever, but that was early on in the season and they looked really, really strong. Um, 
So it'd be great to see if they can continue that all, all through the year. And that's the thing as well. Obviously, Darvo was sitting top of the league with Cumnock, who obviously was kind of top of the table class with Cumnock and Rob Roy as well. Cumnock got their win. Uh, Gregory Ferry and Jordan Moore with the two goals for Cumnock. Cumnock have beat Darvo in the first game of the season. And it yeah. shows you, like, despite obviously Darvo being probably the favourites and a lot of people's picked to win the league, Cumnock have, do you know what I mean? They've been to Darvo first game of the season. They've picked up the result. They've went in a pretty good run as well. I think they played six and only lost two, one, four. They're sitting joint top with Darvo. Cumnock as well, they're a team to keep an eye on. Obviously, the big class to look forward to against them. Barton, going to Rob Roy, who have been in terrific form so far this season, that's a, not an easy place to go. That's a big one for Cumnock. Oh, 100%. 100%. We played Rob Roy in a friendly a few weeks ago, um, and they were a really, really good side. I think they obviously they rested a few boys, but even the boys that came in, they'd done the job. Um, and going down to Gary's Meadows, tough place to go, so it's a, it's a good result. Um, I seen the video on Twitter of the, the boys celebrating in front of Aye. Maxi, which I wasn't sure how to take that, but I, I don't know the background there. I don't uh, really know the background either, but I don't Aye. understand how he was sent, how he was booked because he had golf park. No, Aye, so it's one of them. I don't know if anything's been said before. Maybe yeah. they've had a wee bite each other on the pitch, or maybe he used to play for first Stuart. I don't know, um, but I seen he get a second booking. It's one of them. It's it's a bit harsh, I think. Aye, I, th- I didn't understand. If there's something happened, I don't know. I'll, I've not Aye. dug into what I've not dug into what actually happened or what went on. I just saw the video just like yourself. And, Aye. I think it's went pretty viral, to be fair. Aye, but it's, <laughs> I don't know if there's, there obviously is more to it than meets the eye, and we're not going to speculate. But that's it's a weird thing as well. It's some it's there's obviously some sort of kind of real fight about that that game like that's, that's what you want you, you obviously don't want it to become too personal but you want to see some kind of some good kind of fighting between like two, not fighting, but you know what I mean like just a, a bit, bit of needle a, a bit of needle yeah like something more bit, a massive one for Cumnock and it obviously puts Cumnock into joint top Pollock are only a point behind it a 1-1 draw with Ockham Lake uh, all reports I've spoke to a lot of people at the game fair result I don't think either side deserve to win I think the referee come under a lot of scrutiny in that game but I think both sides will be happy with that point. Aye, I think I, th- I think there was a couple of sending-offs in that game. I think I, um, I think it got a bit scrappy, yeah. And I think, obviously, i seen somebody refer back to the game with them last year. I think it was at Newlands Field when there was a couple of daft sending-offs as yeah, well. Yeah, that was crazy. That was... Um, I remember everything after the, on the Twitter after that game. So, I mean, at least it wasn't as bad as that. But <laughs> if it was a fair result, that's it's obviously two top teams. Um and as you say, there was probably a wee bit of needle again in between that, which is which is what people want to see. Mm-hmm. And I think Pollock will probably be the happier of the two teams regarding their start, but Auckland Lake as well, I think Auckland Lake will go on a run. I think they're beginning to get their team back into full flow. I think Shanker's coming back will be a big one as well. Just getting that, we spoke about squad depth with Darrell. Talbot do have a lot of good players. It's just obviously, and they've signed a, lot, a, a few players as well. Just getting it all to mix, and there's no better guy than Tucker at really getting getting up as much as they can out the side. I think I think Talbot will do pretty well. I think that game against Darvo will be massive, but they'll be home to get a, a league run going quickly. Aye, no, absolutely. I think a club as big as that, they won't go on a long run of bad results. They'll get it right eventually. Um, as you said, they've got a quality team uh, and that'll come through. Obviously, they've maybe had a wee kind of slow start to the season. Um, but as you say, I think they'll, they'll definitely start picking up uh, results and, and I'm sure they'll go on a run. 
And it's that thing as well. Like you, you look at them, you, they're sitting 11th in the league and you think, well, that's maybe not the best start. But they've only lost one game. They've drew two. They, they obviously lost to Darvel, but... It's, it's not like they're it's not like they're miles away from really need to be. They're only yeah. they're only four points from top, and I know there's obviously they've played the same amount of games with Darwin. They're only four points away from them, so there isn't all, all it needs is maybe a four or five game win and run, and Talbot will be probably yeah, right back up. up there. Aye, so Aye. I'll be interested to see how that goes. One team that picked up a massive result on Saturday were Atherley, a one 0 away win to Hurlford, who obviously that was their first defeat of the season. That's a massive three points for Atherley. I, absolutely. I think obviously Hurlford had started really, really well. Um, I think earlier on in the season it was them and, and Rob Roy that were sitting first and second at one point. Um, so for Arthurley to to get that that a clean sheet and and a 1-0 win is a is a brilliant result. Um I think that maybe Arthurley obviously were struggling. I think I, I can't remember if they're third bottom or maybe they, they were second bottom, they maybe moved slightly, but they're now it's fourth a, it's bottom, a brilliant result. They were, they were sitting, yeah, they were sitting jointly. Canvas flying on three points, right. so and they obviously the, I think they did they have three points deducted or something, but I think the one about the or something like that. Aye, so but no, it's a great great result for them. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think it's one of those places as well. We go to Hurlford and any any positive result, you're you're taking it and running. Aye, and obviously to end Hurlford's unbeaten run is massive. So a big three points for Athlete. I think that's probably the result of the weekend. I think a team that really needed a, a big emphatic result was Clyde Bank, and they went to Peters Hill and won 4-1. Four different goal scorers, Black, Weir, Little and Johnson. Big one for Clyde Bank, gets them up to nine points in six games. They were struggling a wee bit. They were only getting the results. They obviously went 1-0 up against Trude in the game I was at. They ended up losing it 3-1. So to go to a place like Peters Hill, who obviously haven't had the best start, but still, you know as well as I do, going to their places, it's never easy. That'll be big for, for more of these guys. I absolutely, absolutely. I think obviously, as you said, Peter's still struggling um, down the bottom of the table. But I think for for Clyde Bank, similar a wee bit to Auchinleck in terms of they've had a slow start to the season. But as we said, they've obviously they've got a quality squad as well, quality team, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be hoping to then go on a run and and playing playing Peter Hill as I said, no disrespect, but to get that win, couple of goals that that gives the boys confidence, and and they'll be hoping to then kick on for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big win and I think we'll be hoping to kick on as well. Kowannon also sitting nine points as well from five games. They they get the third win of the season in the league, a 2-0 away win to Lags. Dylan Mackin again and the boy Torrance made it 2-0. I've been clear in the show a few weeks ago, I think Dylan Mackin's the best, one of the best strikers in this league. I think he'll score goals for fun and he's certainly delivering so far. Yeah, it's one I, I mean I can't comment. I've not I've not seen I've not seen the boy uh, personally. I know, obviously, Largs lost lost a striker, Will Sewell. Yeah. Um, last year he went to Stenhouse Muir and he's he's been flying there. Um, so it's obviously it's I mean, it's tough for them, but if they've got the boy Dylan coming in and he's he's banging the goals in, then that's that's absolutely brilliant for them. Mm-hmm. A big three points as well. I think that's a, a place. Obviously, Largs. I think Largs are sitting in seven points. They've had four draws, one win. They'll be hoping to maybe turn the couple of the draws into wins, but Kowan and I think that will be a big result for Kowan and because any all kind of all Asher games are always tough. It's just about Aye. getting the result. That's a big three points for them. Glen Afton's David Marcus saved a last minute penalty to deny B the winner. It finished one one between B and Glen Afton. I think B's probably would be the more frustrated of the two, obviously with a late penalty miss, but probably an even game in all reports. I think both sides will probably be all right with a draw. I think it puts B into ten points for six games and Glen Afton are sitting in eight points for six games. So They've had similar starts, only two points between them. 
but all reports were that Beecher are one. I I watched we watched Glen Afton and uh, again in pre season. Um, they came up this way. I think they played Rossville up at Hunters Hill, Rossville Academy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of them for them goalie saving a penalty in the last minute that that'll almost make it feel a wee bit better than a draw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you you're still only getting the point, but that'll be it. Could have so easily went the other way. Yeah. Um. So keeper will be buzzing and and they'll be they'll be kind of happy if it if it was a one one sided game, they'll be happy to come out with that be a point. Aye, I don't know if it was a one-sided game, but it was very, I, I think the post Bede got going, I think Glenn took the lead and Bede gets slowly into it, Josh Fowler equalised, and I think Bede were just on the, were making it very difficult, so obviously getting, denying Bede three points will be massive for the Glens, and, but uh, Cambus Lang and Arvin Meadow was called off due to the weather, but first division, the league that always amazes me just how stacked it is, and you look at this league table, we will start, let's start with the, uh, Quartlets three, Cumbernauld four, seven goals. Cumbernauld, a double for McNeil, a massive three points for Cumbernauld. Gets them into nine points for seven games. They've actually had a good start, and although although probably they're sitting in eighth, but massive three points for them. Quartlets obviously had their first uh, first one of the season. Uh, I think they won their first two, and I don't. I think they've lost their, their next five. They'll be hoping to maybe get that. I think they'll be gutted with that. Obviously scoring three and not not getting anything from the game, but Cumbernauld. Again, big three points for them. I absolutely. It's one of them. I'm a wee bit. I'm a wee bit short and phone coming out. Um, I usually go down there and do a wee bit of work out of the facility with the pitches up the back, mm-hmm. uh, and I usually get the kind of or the inside info for for, for John. Um, so I've not actually heard about this this weekend's game. I wasn't down on Sunday, um, but obviously Whitlets. I think they're sitting second bottom of the league. So for them to score three goals and as you say, not get the win, they'll be they'll be gutted with that. Um, but Cumberland United, I think I've spoke to the guys down there a couple of times. They're obviously hoping to hoping to get promotion straight back up. Um, so every win they can pick up is is another wee step closer to their kind of their end goal. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big three points. Drum Chapel went to Ben Barman one two 0 They've now won four in a row, eh, three in a row. Sorry, David Templeton with a double now. When David Templeton came in in the summer, we thought, as he if he's fat, he's going to be great in this league. So far, he has. So far, he's shown that when Aye. he's fat, he's really impressive. I absolutely. We played them in the cup uh, well, a couple of weeks ago now, maybe about a month ago. Um, and I, I worked with I worked with David at Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so he coaches a, a couple of age groups yeah. above me at Hamilton. Um, so I was kind of talking to him before and after the game. Uh, but you can see, you can just see his quality. You can oh, see he's played at a level. Um, we tried to keep him quiet. We tried to get a man on him and play against him and make contact with him whenever we could. Um, he actually came in the next night after our game. His ankle was massive at Hamilton, so he, he did a wee word. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I seen. I think the game before they played us. Uh, I think he scored an absolute world into the top corner. Um, so you can see you can see his quality, um, and uh, he's obviously he's, he's he's really really started really well in in that league. Yeah, and that's Drew Chapel up to third as well, and. It shows you just getting getting three wins in a row can put you up the league because I think they'd lost two of their first three. Yeah, two of their first three. And obviously just getting three wins in a row just puts you up the table. So it's a massive three points for them. Ben Barb, they'll be they'll be hoping to get some wins in the board. They're only four points for five games so far. They'll be hoping to get some uh one in the board. They've obviously done really well in the cup, but they'll be hoping to transfer translate that form into the league. Next game I want to talk about a massive three points. The first one of the season for Bonneton. 2-1-1 over shots. Now, that this is one of the games I was talking about where the referee, I think, had a 
a part to play, but that is a huge, that'll be a massive three points for Bonnet. And they've been unlucky in a lot of their games this season. They now have, they've lost their first five. They've now got four points from two games. Big three points. That will feel massive for them. I absolutely. I, I've not I've not been down to Bonington in a wee while. Um, I think last time I went down was to play under twenties. Um, but it's a, it's a great setup down there. It's a tough setup. place to go. Um, I, I think the last time I got battered five one maybe down there. So I've not got great memories. Um, but it's a difficult place to go, and, and they'll be they'll be delighted with with the points. Yeah, I think they'll be thrilled with that as well. Obviously, gets them off the gets them off bottom of the league. So that's a, that'll be a massive boost of confidence for them. Next game, Nielsen one, Gat Cairn two. It shows you though, Gat Cairn have only lost one game. They're, they're in ten points with five games, and they're still sitting seventh in the league. So it shows you just how stacked this league is. But that that was a game I was looking forward to to seeing. Actually, two teams probably similar levels. Big one, big one for Gat Cairn. I absolutely. It's one of them. You said you're sitting on that many points after the start, and you're kind of wondering how you're not a bit higher up the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of, if they can just keep keep going and keep picking up wins, Stamley Bonington, they've got a great setup um through through an Airdrie. Really, really well well run club and loads of kind of good good backing. Yeah. Um so I'm sure they'll be again, they'll be aiming just to keep climbing that table and picking up win after win. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a massive three points for them. Another three points as well. Uh Rutherglen, they I think they might I think they needed it gets them up to eight points uh from five games. A good start for them as well. Uh, two and a one away to Thornleywood, probably two even teams as well, but rather going big, big three points as well. Aye, absolutely. We um we played Thornleywood, I think it was last year, um, and I get tough, tough team, tough team. I think we maybe drew three to them in a, in a wee bounce game. Um, so I it's obviously a great, great win for for Rutherglen. Thornleywood, difficult side to face. One of my mates plays there. Um, I've not actually spoke to him over the weekend, so I'll need to kind of catch up and see. See what he's saying here. Um, but I great, great win for Rutherglen. Yeah, absolutely. Massive win. Three draws as well. Let's just get through them. I think they get I was looking forward to the Coburn St. Carlos game. I thought this was probably the, the game of the weekend. I thought ended a one all draw. I want to touch on St. Carlos quickly just before we talk about the game. St. Carlos have played five games in the league, right? They're the only unbeaten team in this league, and they're sitting in ninth. Now, if that doesn't tell you how crazy this league is then I don't know what will two wins three draws now two wins three draws after five games I don't think many leagues are sitting in ninth place but it just shows you this league's crazy oh, so difficult so difficult to, to to get a run of wins going and it's just anybody on their day can beat can beat anybody around about them um, and as you say to be unbeaten and to be sitting to be sitting ninth again they'll be they'll be wondering what else they can do but um, against the Caddocks, difficult, difficult team to play against. Um, beat us on penalties last time we played them uh, in the cup last year. Tough, tough game, um, and they're another, another really strong team. Yeah, they've got, they've got some amazing players in. Like Chris Erskine's come in. Chris Erskine, aye. Yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's some great players, and there's some. It's not just the fact they're bringing in players from like higher up. They're going. They went to like a club that brought in like a smart Osador and kind of Keenan Hughes and players like that, and the. They bought in the boys Sweeney and Edie yeah. from Peter's Hill. They've they've went and sourced the best players, some of the best players in the league, and it just shows you that I think I think these are probably going to be two of the teams to to be near the top of the league. I have I think I on you go. Sorry, I I think I think it's it's obviously it's there'll be loads of teams that are well backed. Um, yeah, but I think it's what you do with your recruitment and how clever you are with it and 
not just to go and spend money kind of anywhere. It's it's been smart and getting in the right players, and they've they've got that quality in the door. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Johnson won, Blantyre won. Uh, Blantyre sitting down in second with thirteen points. Johnson in fourth with twelve. Again, two two teams probably evenly matched. The draw was probably the right result in the day. I think it's one of them. Again, I've got I've got a mate of Blantyre. I need to start speaking to people more. I've not caught up with him again over the weekend. Um, but I think I think Blantyre came down um, last year, was it? So yeah. Um, obviously they'll be they'll be hoping to get straight back up, sitting mm-hmm. in second place. Um, it was a really good start, actually. They've only lost one games, four wins, one draw. Yeah, I mean they would a really good start. And they're, they're a point behind Coburn with a game, but a game less. So it shows yeah. you they've actually been really good. Had a really good start. Aye. They'll just they'll be hoping just to keep that going and, and see where it gets them at the end of the year. Yeah, Johnson had a good start as well. They played eight games, three wins, three draws, two defeats. Again, just two similar teams. I I keep every week I talk about how well Jamie McKim's done. It's Johnson that he's had one of the he's done one of the best jobs in the past couple of years. Excuse me, excuse me, a wee bit that was mistimed. <laughs> um, no, I listen. Obviously, again, same as same as a lot of teams in the division. Loads of quality throughout the team. Um, to go away, to, sorry, was it away? Uh, Johnson were at home. Uh, sorry, sorry, at home. But again, a draw against second place in the league, really, really difficult. Um, so good result, and and again, just hoping to then go and build build a wee run of games, uh, kind of more positive results, and, and see where it gets them. Yeah, final game, St. Rocks two, Rossville two. Rossville, that was a second point of the season. There, I think they're the only team now in that league without a win. St. Rocks have had a really good start. Rossville, that will probably feel better for them. Just a point in the board, another point in the board. They'll be home to get a win sooner than later, but that'll feel quite big because I think I think they were two 0 down. I think, and they went massive. To, that's a massive point when you think about it. Yeah, I, it's one of them. It ends that run um, that we were on, and and it gives the boys maybe a wee bit of confidence to go and say, do you know what we we can compete here? Um, they'll hopefully go and get a good week of training, and they'll just try and build slowly but surely on that draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they'll be looking to go and pick up pick up their first victory as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move into the second division. We will start at the top. Renfrew are six wins from six, a five three win over Mary Hill. David McKenna with a hat trick. That is again we we've speaking about a lot of teams big results. Craig Mark obviously lost to Mayball. We'll kind of blend that in. They were one that they were they lost three one at home to Mayball. That just gives Renfrew a a three point lead. That's a That'll be big for them. Aye, absolutely. I think obviously five three, crazy game. Um, one one that you wish you were there to see. Um, again, talking about a couple of teams earlier. Venture another another great setup. Um, Mary Hill of it, a tough team as well. One that we faced previously. So to go and score five goals, um, is is great. Obviously, it keeps you top of the league. So so fair play to them. Yeah, big result for Renfrew as well. Obviously, May Ball as well. Going going to Craig Mark and all their satay. Mick McCann scoring again. Mick McCann's been in terrific form so far this season. He can still do it. I think he scored a hat trick in the testimonial for Andy Leishman as well. When you've got players like that, you can do anything. Aye, absolutely. Obviously, going away um, up to second place in the league could have been tough. Um, coming away with a 3 1 win, you'd be absolutely delighted with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely delighted. Absolutely. Uh, just run through some other results. Glasgow Persia, big win for them, 4 2 1 over Glasgow Uni. You, yeah. Fellow local South team, obviously, Alan McCoggle left as manager during the week. But what's your yeah. kind of thoughts on that? But obviously, it's a big three points going to Yoker and winning one nil. Aye. So uh, um, we've obviously we've got them coming up in the cup mm-hmm. uh, in about three weeks, I think maybe. Um, 
and I was actually I was selfishly hoping that the management team had stayed in place because I, I know I know Alan and I know Dylan um, personally I've worked under them both previously they were my coaches at, at under 20s um, so it would have been good personally for me to can I put one of my teams against against one of theirs um, I obviously I was I was texting Dylan over the weekend and and they were just he says like obviously results results haven't been good enough it's, they've not it's not went their way. Uh, and you've kind of you've just got to take it. That's, it happens in football. Um, but to go away one 0 win um, is obviously great. It's a good boost for the squad. Maybe not being on the greatest run, um, but that'll hopefully that'll maybe get them going and, and kick on. They can kick on the, kind of the rest of the season off the back of that. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be it'll be interesting to see who gets that job. But obviously, it was a, it was new during the week, but that's a massive win going to Yoka. Wish sure they got a big 3-0 win over Glasgow United. Also other winners were Muircourt, 4-1 win over Greenock. That's a massive win for Muircourt as well because they badly needed that. They had a big win in the first day of the season but they went and I think they lost four straight. Muircourt, I think, massive credit to them for a 4-1 win over Greenock at home because Greenock have started really well. Yeah, I, again, putting putting an end to that run, um, I've spoke about it, 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 gives, it gives the boys so much confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never It's never easy. And it's never nice to go on that run of a couple of couple of defeats in a row, um, and you just feel like everything's against you at times. But to then put a stop to that, to get a win on the board um, again, the guys will be the guys will be delighted coming back in this week, and and hoping to go and build on that. Yeah, absolutely, big one for them. Fourth with three two one over RD as well, and Ashfield two St Anthony's two. So another big weekend in the second division, but Renfrew obviously sitting three points clear. I think Renfrew will. Well, I think Renfrew are probably the, the best team in this league by quite a considerable distance. I think you yeah. see David McKenna getting a hat trick. They've got so much via power up front. Scott Morton, Kieran Diver, uh, Dominic Ennis have so much talent in there. Steve Stirling, who's obviously a, a pro background as well, coming coming down to the second division, they've got a really good side. I think. Aye, like obviously you've just you've just listed a few of the boys there. Um, so much quality. Obviously sitting at the top of the league early on and. Nothing's won in October, but they'll be really happy with how they've started. Um, it'll just be a challenge for that group of players and, and the management team if they can they can keep that going. Um, I think obviously I think they should be winning the league with the with the quality that you've just said, but obviously you never know. Um, but no, I think they are certainly they'll be favourites to go and to go and take that that division. And in the third division, the first game I want to touch on is a ten goal thriller between Luger and Bells Hill Athletic. Now. At half time, Lugler won in this game 3 2. Bells Hill won at 6 4 in the end. What a I massive. That. Why? That, that'd, have been a, that'd have been a treat to go to. <laughs> That's certainly worth your, your six quid entry or whatever you've That's paid there. Some result. And obviously, Bells Hill, it takes them up to seven points from seven games. Lugar, eight points, six defeats. They'll maybe be hoping. I know there's a, a management team in there. They'll have been hoping for better. And But again, that's just a great spectacle for that league, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Obviously, Luger, Luger sitting near the bottom, I think. Um, third bottom now, but I think if it's one of them, you, you pay to go and watch that. You're delighted no matter. Even if, you, even if you've supported the team that have came out came out on the wrong side, you can walk away and say, Jack, you know what, that was a decent afternoon. Um, Ten goals, you can't really ask for much more than that. Two teams that we're going into this week on in really good one in form is Larkhall and Vale of Clyde. Vale of Clyde 2, Larkhall Thistle 3. Lark called Cammy Smith with a hat trick takes them to top of the league. That's again two teams going in really good form. Whoever won that would probably fancy their chances to be pushing for promotion. Both sides will be aiming for promotion, but I think Lark call 
getting a getting a hat trick, getting the three points away against another team in good form, they'll feel that was a good weekend. Aye, absolutely, absolutely tough place to go. Um, one of my pals had just signed with Villa Clyde and and good good squad. So for that call to go and win win three two again, that'll fill that'll fill their whole their whole team, their whole squad with mm-hmm. with confidence that again they can go and they can go and kick on for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Can look with a three one win over early, the top of the the league at the top, the team at the top of the league going into this weekend was Kelo. Kaluk gets them their second win of the season. Obviously, they'd lost their first six. So, Kaluk getting a really good run so far. That's our second win of the season. Beating a team yeah. like Kelo who started really well. What a boost of confidence that'll be for them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's two wins in a row now. Um, going away to to get the team that were, obviously, as you mentioned, they were top that I just mentioned, Simon Villa Clyde. They just moved for Kaluk um, and they've won both their games after he's left. So, I think that, that could maybe say something. I'll need to have a word with him. Um, but no, I mean, fair play. It's a great result going and winning 3-1 there. Absolutely, yeah. Big result for them as well. Lanark, they're in a good they're in a good run as well. That was their uh, fourth one in six games. That takes them up to third. A 2-0 win over Les Mahego. Garvin, new manager, Robert Wells, going in there. A 2-1 win away to uh, Port Glasgow. And O'Reilly won the win over East Kilbride Thistle. That's three big wins for them. But the result of the weekend in that league was probably a drawson. A 6-1 home win over Royal Albert. Four goals for Mark Curra, who obviously came from Girvin. A drawson, I think, are a team to keep an eye on. Now they're beginning to click. They are unbeaten in six games. Good start. Aye, absolutely. I think any team, any team capable of scoring six goals um, in a game obviously shows, shows the quality they must have in their squad. Um, particularly going forward, banging in six goals, one for one boy to get four, then that's that's absolutely brilliant for them. Absolutely, yeah. We'll move into the fourth division. They will obviously start with Colsaith Athletic, their sixth win of the season, a 3 1 win over Glenvale. I was looking at social media there. This first half seemed to be great, second half maybe wasn't so much. But what was your overall thoughts in the game? I, I mean, it's the old cliche a game of two halves. That, that couldn't have been more apparent. Um, first half, probably. Probably some of the best football we've played all year. Um, we spoke to the boys all week about not only were we wanting three points, but we were wanting a performance. Um, we'd obviously we'd won our previous uh, six league games coming into this coming into the weekend there, um, but we probably hadn't hit top form yet. Mm-hmm. We played well in spells and in, in certain games, and we defended well in, in, in different different uh, different match days. But we were really looking for that intensity and that performance, and they gave us it first half. Was absolutely brilliant. Went in three 0 up, and we spoke at half time about not getting complacent and how Glenville would react, um, how they'd come straight out the traps, and and they did. And I'd, we just we just looked a wee bit sloppy second half. Um, we ended up making some changes, and and it, it calmed us right down. But initially we were poor on the ball. Ended up getting a wee bit nervy, and that kind of spread around the group. And and Glenville got a goal. Um, they, they, I think we were all. Well, well, not been great the second half. We didn't look like conceding two or three or, or ever chucking it away. Um, but we were we were disappointed with how we how we came out that second half, and it's something that we need to we need to look at. And obviously, now that that leaves you six points clear. We'll touch on other games in the the league. St Peter's two three one was probably the game that I was I was interested in. This league you've obviously played against both. Were you surprised at that result? Obviously, you've beat three the week before, but. Three have a lot of hype about them coming into the, the West. St Peter's have started really well. They've, they've had a really good run so far. What was your thoughts when you heard that result? I, I mean, I don't know if I would say I was surprised. 
threes, don't get me wrong, when we played threes a couple of weeks ago, they were they were absolutely brilliant. Um, they moved the ball, the, the, the system they played to was was really, they were on it. Everybody knew exactly what they were doing. Um, we played St. Peter's earlier in the season, away from home, we, we beat them 2-1. Um, but again, they were a good they were a good side. They tried to play football. They were a young team. Um, so I always knew it would have been a close game. It's one of them. I, I didn't really know what way it was going to go. Um, but it just, I mean, it, it evens it right up at the top of the table. Now, I think three even St. Peter's and West Park all level on points. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've, we've got a wee cushion just now. But as I said earlier, nothing nothing's won in October. So we need to keep going, knowing that the teams that are round about us, they can all beat each other on the day. Um, we need to just try and keep doing our job. And St. Peter's, that obviously means St. Peter's are sitting kind of that. Use a six point clear, and there's four other teams sitting in 15 points three, St. Peter's, West Park, and BSC. West Park and BSC obviously picked up away wins to Eglinton and Harmony Row. What does that, what does that kind of do for you as well? With six points clear, and there's, but there's a pack of four evenly matched right behind you. It's all about obviously complacency. Like obviously you, you won't want to be complacent, but yeah. when when you see a gap like that developing, but you also see a pack behind you, how do you feel about that as a manager? Okay, don't get me wrong. The main thing for us is just making sure that complacency doesn't set in. Um, I, I came home into the house on Saturday and uh, I was talking to my mum and my dad, and they were they were buzzing, and I was like, just you just need to relax yeah. a wee bit. Um, and I've been saying the same to the boys. Like they're obviously they're due in in the next kind of hour, um, and for training. So we'll have a wee chat before we go out. Um, like we've we've just got to keep preparing for each game. We'll take it one game at a time. Doesn't matter where we are. Just now on the table, whether we're six points ahead or six points off anybody. Um, we need to just go and prepare the exact same as for every for every match. Um, it's obviously really really good for the league though that there's so many teams that are so yeah. close to each other, so competitive. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I actually forgot about BSC until you mentioned them there. Um, they've started absolutely brilliantly as they well. Fifteen points, well. yeah, they're right start. up the top. And you look at it like it's obviously this weekend. Easter House picking up their first win. They won two 0 away to Rossville Academy. Thorn with a big three 0 win over Campbellton. What's it like for these these teams as well? Like Easter House getting their first win in senior football. Thorn, I think that's Thorn's third win. How good is it to see these teams getting results? Uh, we we went away to Easter House a couple of weeks ago. Um, we came away with a win, but again, they, they caused us problems at times. Um, and we were saying just in amongst ourselves that they'll they're no far away. They'll they'll go and pick up wins eventually. Um, I think at that point they were on a, a winless run, but it's great for them to go and get that first victory um, away from home as well. I think it was at Rossville, um, and we played Rossville pre-season, um, and, and again they were a tough side. So that's that's a great win for Easter House. Yeah, absolutely. And it obviously means that league. There's a lot of really good teams in it as well. But we'll touch on what's coming up for Coast Athletic in the next couple of weeks. She's obviously have a, a long away trip to Campbelltown on Saturday. How will that how how much are you looking forward to that? I oh looking forward to it. It's one of the dates that you as soon as the fixtures come out, you just you check, right? When is it? Um it's actually it's my birthday weekend, so I'm right. I'm eight hours on a bus for my birthday. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um but I know all this all the boys are buzzing. They're making up the, the playlist for the bus and all that. Um, that's all they've been talking about for the ca- kind of past week or so. So they'll be looking forward to it. Um, it's obviously really important that we go up there and we do the job. We we need to. We're going up for three points. That's what we need to come back down with. It will be a good day out, but it's obviously if you come back down the road and you've no you've no went you've no got what you went for, then it obviously changes it a wee bit. 
Um, it's a tough place to go, travelling for that long, but it's one of them you just need to, you need to go on with it. Absolutely, and a big game the weekend after as well in the south. Obviously, he's going to Inverkeaven to play Hillfield Swifts. A really good team in the east, Premier Division. They're a good side. Yeah. A big occasion for the club. How, how are you feeling about that? I looking looking forward to it. Um, it was a game that's obviously been been delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was meant to be played a couple of weeks ago and and, and was moved. Um, but it now means that our our next three fixtures are all different competitions. So we've obviously yeah. we've got Campbelltown. We spoke about. We've got Inverkeaven. Um, and then the following week was, was with Quakel South. So yeah. it's really exciting for us. Um, Inverkeithen, obviously, East of Scotland, Premier Division side, they'll be they'll be really strong. Um, and then, uh, obviously, after that, Quakel South, a couple of divisions above us. So it, it's good for us to challenge ourselves against opposition who are, on paper, better than us. Um, so it's just it's a great test for our boys to see where they're at and see still what we need to do to, to get to that level. Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Bailey, thank you very much for coming. Best of luck for the season ahead. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much, mate. It's a pleasure. Thank pleasure. you. Thank you. Thanks very much, everyone, that's tuned in. Please follow our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all the links, and as well on subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels for consistent West of Scotland Football League content. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Mm-hmm.